0: the kill, and Warner wins the set, made away by Borg. Welcome to another edition of In Play, I'm Craig Matic. Today, our guests come from championship teams, two guests from dynasties in their respective class, and another guest on a team doing something which hasn't been done in 19 years, and just the second time ever. With the South Dakota High School Volleyball Championships concluded, Class AA, or Gorman finished that perfect season at 26-0. They beat Huron in four sets. In Class A, Sioux Falls Christian won their fourth title in a row. Their tenth overall. In fact, their ninth title in the last 11 years as Sioux Falls Christian beat Dakota Valley in three straight. And then in Class B, Northwestern won the Class B title at the State Volleyball Championship, defeating arch-rival Warner in four sets. And uh, Nora Groft is the head coach. 18 years, 551 wins, nine titles for the coach, 12 overall for Northwestern. Of course, Northwestern is in Millette, some 25 miles south of Aberdeen. Made their 21st appearance at State Volleyball, their fifth straight. Head coach Nora Groff joins us now on EM Play. Nora, with Northwestern's enrollment, you know, based on average daily membership of 79, how do you do it? How do you do it year after year for Northwestern Volleyball?
1: You know, I just think the kids are really motivated. We've got really good kids. You know, they come from good homes, and moms and dads were really supportive of them working hard toward a goal. And, you know, we start them when they're little in elementary, and, you know, it's just a – a very positive culture the kids all want to be part of the program and you know that's just really they're great kids makes my job pretty easy.
0: Well Nora before you were the head coach at Northwestern it was Kathy Graves and she was there 17 years 338 wins three titles under her belt what was that transition like for you when you took over for Kathy Graves?
1: Well uh, Kathy Graves was you know my sixth grade teacher, you know, I she was my teacher, she was my my high school coach, you know, I I played for her and I was her assistant for six years, and I was so sad that she retired. um I thought we had a good thing going, and you know, it was just it was just her time, and so it was really hard, you know. um She started the program, and I just I felt a, a huge responsibility to carry on the tradition that that she started, and. You know, I just didn't want to be the person who screwed it up. like, those kids were were doing such a great job. And I think that was just really motivating for me because, you know, Kathy's been my mentor and, you know, my my closest friend all these years. And I just have worked really hard to not disappoint her. I just really, you know, this was her life's work. And I just really wanted to honor her and what she had done. And, you know, we're just trying to make her proud.
0: Was there one thing that you changed that, that Kathy did once you became the coach?
1: Well, the transition happened when everything changed. And so that was the season, switch. Last season was, yeah. was in the season switch. And so then not only did the season switch, but we went from two out of three to three out of five. We went to rally scoring, you know, I mean, it was just, it was a massive change, you know? And I think, I think the, the biggest learning curve for me that year was that I, I had to be me and I had to, you know, coach the way that, that I would coach. And, you know, I, I, I couldn't be her, you know, no one could, she was just, she was too good you know I you know I'm we're different people but you know everything I know about volleyball I learned from her and so Mm. you know I just kind of had to kind of had to put my little spin on it and you know we practiced a little bit longer than she did because I'm like well I'm not very smart and (laughs) I'm not really good at this yet so we're just gonna have to get way more touches than everyone else because coach isn't quite up to speed yet so the kids were really patient with me and you know let me learn and figure things out and you know, just kind of my style and how I do things. And so they were really good, but it was just, you know, a learning curve for me
0: you that know, first year. What's pretty crazy, Nora, is that it's 35 years, two coaches, and now approaching 900 wins between the two. I, I don't know very many other schools that can say the same thing.
1: Yeah, you know, I just I think we're pretty lucky. You know, I mean, Kathy worked so hard to start the program and, and get it going in the right direction and, you know, I mean, I, you know, our community is just really supportive, and so you know, we've just been really lucky where we are. And I, you know, I, just, I, we're just, you know, we still call it our program. You know, when I talk to Kathy, it's, it's our program, hmm. and we're just proud of our kids and our community. And you know, there's there's just a big we in it. You know, this this thing's bigger than than any one person, and certainly bigger than either of the two of us.
0: How many hours a day do you uh, eat, drink, and breathe volleyball?
1: Too many. Too many. Yeah. Yeah. I, the joke is that uh, on the way home from the state tournament, I'm already working on next year's practice plans and things like that. So it's just kind of a joke among our coaching staff, but you know, I, I probably put, put more thought into it than, than I thought, than it's probably healthy, but you know, I just, I really want to do a good job because we have such good kids and they deserve the best out of me.
0: It's curious uh, the motivation that you have to continue the excellence with Northwestern Volleyball, but also some of the kids. I, I don't know how many play club volleyball. State tournament just got over, and the next day they're trying out for club volleyball, and they're going to play until June. And then when that's done, then, then they'll get ready again for high school volleyball. For you yourself, how do you stay motivated with trying to win a state title every year? Um, well,
1: in January, I start working with our elementary kids. And I tell you what. Those kids are so energetic and, you know, they just have the biggest smiles on their faces the first time they ever serve a ball over the net. And, you know, that's just super motivating for me that, you know, I want to stay engaged with those kids because it's just so cool to know them when they're eight years old and work with them for 10 years and then see what they're like when they're 18 years old. You know, I mean, this year's seniors, I mean, they were just the cutest little kids in elementary and they were terrible. You know, so, I mean, it's just it's, it's just fun to see how much they grow and change and learn and how much they get better, just you know, just by working really hard.
0: How about club volleyball? Does it affect Northwestern players?
1: Um, our kids, uh, yeah, they play at Matchbox up here in Aberdeen, and my assistant coach—that's uh, that's her facility. She runs that, and so the kids are pretty dialed in with that. Not not all the kids play club, and you know, a, a good chunk of them do, and you know, most of them still play other sports. And so, you know, I know my girls were always four sport athletes and, you know, they also played club volleyball. It's just, you know, if you're an athlete, you just, you know, you play all the games you can, you you know, you play basketball, you're on track, you're on cross country, you're playing volleyball here and there. And it's just, it's just a way of life for those kids. And, you know, the pandemic and all days they, they learned what it was like not to have those things. So mm. kids, kids are pretty super grateful for opportunities to be in the gyms now.
0: Well, and it prevents burnout tremendously. Cause I think you get into some of the bigger towns, some of these athletes are are playing volleyball year round where you got to wonder if burnout could be a factor down the road.
1: Um, You know, for some of those kids it, it is, you know, and for some of them, you know, they're motivated because they want to get a college scholarship or, you know, it's, the one thing they're actually good at or understand, you know, I mean, kids like activities for all kinds of different reasons. So, um, you know, we just try to support those kids in in whatever their activities are, you know, I mean, a lot of them like the marching band or being in the play. And, you know, that's the great thing about being in a small school that you can do all of those things. You know, a lot of times if you're in a big school and in a bigger city, you know, you could maybe do a couple of activities, but you can't do them all. And, you know, at a place like Northwestern, those kids can, can do it all. You know, and our teaching staff's really good about working together and, you know, they might be off at a FFA event and making sure they get back in time for practice or mm-hmm. things like that. You know, our just, you know, our staff just works really well together, just making sure the kids have, can do all the opportunities and we just try to coordinate our schedules and, you know, just trying to do the best for the kids.
0: Talking with Nora Groff, the head coach of Northwestern Volleyball here on EM Play. You won your first title when you co-opted with Cresbard. What was that first title like for you?
1: Um, Well, it was interesting. Um, (laughs) The kids, you know, everybody says something about it every year in the state tournament program. Um, We were co-opted with Cresbard. Cresbard didn't actually have volleyball; they never had it as a sport for girls, and so we didn't have any girls from Cresbard on the team, and no one from Cresbard came to the state tournament, but. you know i i think it kind of irritated them that everything everybody kept saying things about Crestbard and they're like crestbard what what are you talking about so um that was just kind of funny, so the the op really didn't affect us uh whatsoever and stuff so um the thing I remember most about that that first that first title was that I was seven months pregnant at the time, and um it was just a physically challenging season, being a head coach up on a box, swinging it, swinging volleyballs at kids and things like that and it was my last kid, so um, (laughs) I was exhausted, but it was definitely worth it in the end.
0: Well, Nora, you got your ninth title here just recently with the win with Warner. Coaches always say they don't, they're the same. They feel the same. Did it feel the same getting your ninth title?
1: Uh, Winning never gets old. You know, I mean, it's always a new bunch of kids, a different kind of experience and, you know, this year was all kinds of crazy and, you know, I mean, it's always something new and something different you know i think that's the great thing about sports is every time you go go to an event you'd have no idea how it's going to turn out and stuff and so i think it's you know it's so different than than any other sort of entertainment that you go to and especially when you're dealing with teenage girls you just never know what's going to what's going to happen what they're going to be like and you know it, each group is special in its own way each team is so different and so yeah it's definitely Definitely very fun, no matter no matter if it's the first one or the last one, or however many there are.
0: Well, thanks to going to the Sodak 16, and now uh, Northwestern and Warner can play each other at the state tournament instead of knocking each other out. What is that rivalry like with Warner that is only 13 miles away from Northwestern?
1: You know, I think it's a little bit better now that with the Sodak 16 that you know we can both go to the state tournament and you know we fight each other in the state tournament. Um, you know each of the last four years the the year we didn't play in the finals we played in the semifinals so um, I think it's just really fun for our kids that you know for both teams that everybody gets an opportunity to go and I think that's just all we've ever won it's just an opportunity you know rather than that match being decided at the district and so you know I think we've had teams in the past who didn't get to go to the state tournament who you know definitely would have done very well and and may have very well been in the finals but didn't even get the opportunity Hmm. and so I think that's all we're looking for is for opportunities for kids and you know for both schools to get to go to the state tournament regardless of if we're going to play each other or not um I you know I just think we just want that for our kids it's just the state tournament is just an incredible experience and I try to remind our kids that not everybody gets to do this all the time so um you know it's just a good thing for kids
0: Kari Jung, of course, the coach at Warner. How far do you guys go back?
1: Um, She was the head coach when I was still the assistant at Northwestern um, under Kathy Graves. And so, yeah, she's been there a long time. And, you know, she does such a great job with those kids. You know, it doesn't matter how old they are, you know, what kind of athlete she has. Her kids just compete hard. You know, I, I think she's probably the best, you know, first contact coach in class B I mean those kids have excellent ball control Hmm. and she gets her kids to play and compete no matter what you know I just you know no matter what what either of us has that match is always going to be competitive and so I just makes it a really fun environment for the fans and the kids
0: you teach English and journalism at Northwestern all right journalism instructor what would the headline be for this year's Northwestern championship team
1: I would say crushing COVID, you know, I mean, I think that was just kind of the, the whole thing. Our kids really had to fight off a lot of a lot of different things to get through the season. And I mean, it was just pretty amazing. They, you know, they gave up a lot of things, you know, like, you know, they went to school, they went to practice, they went home, there wasn't any socializing, no horsing around, you know, I mean, they just were very serious about keeping themselves healthy and wearing their masks and hand sanitizing and all that good stuff. And, um, you know, I think all those sacrifices in the end, uh, they definitely saw that pay off on Saturday night.
0: What did you tell the underclassmen after the championship? It's easy to talk to the seniors as they, they win a title, but what do you tell the juniors and the sophomores and the younger kids about about <laughs> next year?
1: Yeah, so you know, last year we were 41-0 and undefeated state champs. never done that before, and, you know, I turned around and looked at those other kids, and I said, well, tap this, good luck, you know, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, those kids, they did, they just, you know, they don't want to be the, the crew that doesn't get there, you know, and so I think that's just always the thing is, yeah, you know, it's next girl up, they're, they're waiting for their opportunity, and they know that we're graduating some really good players. And so, you know, they just see opportunity on the horizon and they're going to get their chance. You know, we have kids, you know, sitting on the bench and kids in the middle school who can't wait to get out there. And so I think they're just super excited because, you know, it's finally going to be
0: their turn too. And then finally, what's it like when you uh, walk by the trophy case and you see all those championships sitting there? What's the first thing that goes through your mind?
1: I walk by it, you know, on my way in in the morning and on my way out at night, and, you know, I am grinning from ear to ear every single time. <laughs> it's, you know, I walk through the gym and I, you know, I see the championship banners and, you know, I am just grinning from ear to ear. I'm just so darn proud of our kids and, and of our school. I, you know, just this little program that we have, it's just, it's just the greatest feeling to be able to um, help those kids achieve their goals.
0: Sioux Falls Christian won their fourth title in a row at State Volleyball. It's the Chargers' 10th overall title. In fact, their ninth in the past 11 years. They beat Dakota Valley in three straight. The head coach is Darcy Wassenaar. 18 years, 517 wins, 10 titles. In fact, Sioux Falls Christian just made their 14th straight appearance at the State Volleyball Tournament. The head coach of the Chargers, Darcy Wassenaar, joins us now on EM Play. Darcy, congrats on another stellar season. I mean, how uh, the basic question is, how do you do it? At least over the past eleven years, you're in the hunt every year to win a title. How was that done?
2: You know, thank you. Um, and you know, we've just really been blessed with a lot of great girls over the years, um, and I think a lot of girls who. Just love the sport of volleyball, love playing, and and play as much as they can and really connect with each other and, and just have a lot of fun playing with each other.
0: Ferris Grund was the coach at Sioux Falls Christian when they were in Class B. They went to the tournament in 92. Debbie Elrich was the coach in 95. What was that transition like when you took over the program, knowing that you know they'd at least been to the state tournament a couple of times, but now you're moving up to Class A?
2: Yeah, so when I took over, uh, Rod Ladeboer had coached the year, a couple of years before me, and he actually then coached JV my first few years. And so it was great. He was such a help. You know, I was just out of college, um, so I'd call him about every morning and get his advice and his opinion. Um, and they had a really good program for a lot of years. And so I just really appreciated him mentoring me and helping and guiding uh, through those first few years.
0: So what specifically are you asking questions about? Is, is it uh, sets? Is it uh, the, the formation, the strategy? What, what were you talking about?
2: Yeah, a lot of times I'd call and ask, you know, what we needed to work on in practice, or, you know, if you had a drill we could use or um, a lineup. But a lot of times it was more just, yeah, what he thought we were doing well, what we needed to work on, um, and what practice should look like. Mm.
0: When did those calls stop? Cause it seems you've done quite well on your own here recently.
2: <laughs> well, I know, I remember calling him, um, like I said, many days that first year. <laughs> so not sure when it stopped, probably whenever he was getting sick of me.
0: <laughs> How much time do you spend on volleyball?
2: Yeah, uh, quite a bit. You know, it depends on the time of year. I would say you're always thinking about it and doing something with it, whether it's, you know, younger kids or, you know, starting to think about the next year um, or in season. You know, you're planning practices every day and um, putting a lot of time in. But, you know, it's something I really enjoy. It's been kind of weird the last two days not, not having that time to plan practice.
0: But you still need a motivation to do that year in and year out. Where do you get your motivation?
2: You know, I just, I love working with the girls. And, you know, when I think of my philosophy and why I coach, um, you know, really there's three things. Um, one, I love God. Two, I love young young girls. And three, I love volleyball. And so coaching volleyball, I can put all three of those together um, and just really help mentor these young girls to become the women that God wants them to be. Um, and I just think volleyball gives such a great platform to do that.
0: I think you were you, uh, you grew up in a sports family, right, if I remember? Yeah,
2: yep, yep, I did. My dad was a, a coach of a lot of different sports growing up. He was the athletic director, PE teacher. Um, so I was in the gym a lot and around a lot of different sports. Hmm.
0: How about the players? I mean, this is club time. Uh, you have players that are playing almost year-round. Does that concern you just a little bit, or are they doing more and doing multi, multi-sports stuff?
2: Yeah, you know, we have a variety of girls. Some, yeah, like you said, are going to start playing some club volleyball. We have some girls now that have moved into basketball. Um, I do really caution the girls um, to make sure they're not playing too much volleyball. I think physically, I think mentally, um, you don't want to go overboard. And so, you know, you see different injuries you know, happening when you're doing those same movements over and over. And so I think it's great to be a multi-sport athlete. And you ask different college coaches too. You know, I think they really, really like those athletes that are playing multiple sports. So I really do encourage that. Um, Now, if you can find the right balance of playing some club volleyball and other sports, I think, you know, definitely the reps are beneficial. You just, you really have to find that right balance.
0: Hmm. You were a runner-up. Twice at the state tournament before you won your first title what were those two runner-ups like knowing you had gotten to the state tournament you got to the championship but you lost twice before you first your first title in 2007
2: yeah yeah those were those were tough years we had um, I would say two really good teams um, you know especially the first year we were undefeated going into the the championship game we played Beersford we had played him a couple times during the year. Um, and they had a great state tournament. Uh, they upset a lot of different teams. Um, so that was, that was tough, but also gives you some motivation, too, to learn how to, um, you know, how do you finish that season well and, and win that last game. And so, you know, that next year, you know, we played a really good Redfield team. They, they were probably better than us. And, um, yeah, they were, they were tough, but you learn a lot through them. And that's what you want to do through, you know, all different losses.
0: Sioux Falls Christian uh, continues to grow. Uh, enrollment is, is continuing to grow. But is there still a, a time where you see a, a player in the school that maybe doesn't come out where you have to maybe twist their arm a little bit and say, hey, come on, we, we could sure use you on the team?
2: Um, yeah, you know, we, we, we don't have that too much. I can think of different moments at different times. Um, or girls, you know, that maybe play freshman sophomore year and then decide not not to play. Those are always tough. But I would say for the most part, um, yeah, we have a lot of girls that, like I said, they they love playing volleyball, and so <laughs> they, they come out year after year. and um, Yeah, they, they want to be there, and so that's a lot of fun.
0: You played O'Gorman this year. What was that like?
2: Yeah, we did. You know, the girls were really excited. I think at that time both teams were undefeated. Um, I thought we came out really well in game one, and I thought, you know, we, we kind of controlled game one um, until the end. And I thought they, they stepped up, um, you know, um, their setter, I thought had some good big plays. And then we, we kind of let up there at the end, they were making the big plays to win that first game and we weren't. And then that really set the tone for game two. We kind of, um, I thought it took the wind out of our sails going into game two and we got down early and just, Really couldn't fight back in that game. Um, I was happy with our girls. I thought game three we came back and played a lot better and made it a little closer. Uh, but we we really needed to win that first game. And so it was, you know, we were excited, we were ready for the game. It was disappointing how it went how it went for us. Um, but yeah, they're a good team and. Um, it, was, it was fun to be able to play them.
0: Well, if you would have played in the AA volleyball tournament, you probably would have been uh, in the finals because you beat Brandon Valley this year, you beat Roosevelt, uh, you beat Harrisburg this year, and all three were at the AA tournament.
2: Yeah, you know, it was, it was a fun year being able to play a lot of AA schools this year. Um, so, yeah, we, we really appreciate it when they'll play us and um, just having that, that great competition.
0: Well, you teach high school Bible, right? High school Bible classes at Sioux Falls Christian. Is that—is that, is that uh, what you teach? Yep, that's what I teach. Hmm. And uh, what's a day in the life of Darcy Wassenaar at Sioux Falls Christian High School?
2: Yeah, so I am part-time. So the the day starts with me getting my boys ready, actually, getting them off to school. <laughs> and then I have a little time to, to get ready for my classes. And so that really works well. But yeah, I teach um, a couple different freshman Bible classes. Um, I teach a sophomore, junior, and senior class all combined called Christian Marriage and Family. Um, so we look at dating and marriage and all, all different relationships mm-hmm. in context and in light of God's Word. So um, I really enjoyed it. It's so good to be able to share, you know, the gospel and the good news with the kids and help encourage them in their um, relationship with Jesus
0: what uh, is the future for Sioux Falls Christian next year are we gonna pencil you in again what what's it look like
2: <laughs> yeah good question <laughs> um, so you know we we lose some some key seniors and they've been great leaders for us uh, this year over the last few years a lot of them have played a lot of varsity um, but we also have a lot of key positions and players and girls coming back and so you know every year we're excited for for the next year and it's it's great to see different girls step up and improve over the the off season um so we'll see we'll see what next year brings
0: and certainly someone who has been very good in class a what, what do you think when you see a northwestern who has won their 12th title and have dominated recently and then a sioux falls a gorman that goes undefeated this year which doesn't happen very much at all what do you think about those two programs
2: yeah i two really good programs um you know, I have a lot of respect for Nora. We, we used to play them. We haven't played them lately. The girls all asked this year, they're like, man, we really want to play Northwestern. So, <laughs> um, they're, yeah, they're, they're a great program. Um, it's fun just to see, too, their, their excitement about volleyball and their crowd and their, their, their parents and fans. Um, but yeah, just they're really solid. You know, they do the basics really well. Um, so I'm, I'm really happy for them as well. And O'Gorman too. They've had a great team, um, over the years and do a great job.
0: Well, we've talked to two guests who've won state volleyball championships, both of them, by the way, in their 18th year of volleyball with multiple volleyball championships, Northwestern and Sioux Falls Christian. Our next guest is a, is a coach in her third year, has won a championship, but has done something that no other team in Class AA has done since 1991 when Washington went undefeated. It's Sioux Falls, O'Gorman, and head coach Emily Burns joins us on In Play. Coach, congratulations on quite the year, the year you had.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: You know, it was just a year ago you made the championship match. You had to go up against Watertown but lost in in three straight. What was in the back of your mind shortly after losing a year ago and knowing the talent that you had coming back?
3: Yeah, I mean, it was obviously something that we thought about, and it was kind kind of a fuel for the fire all year because we had a lot of kids returning that, played in that match, or were on the bench for that match, and they didn't want to see it happen again.
0: Was the summer any different um, before the season started?
3: Um, I mean, this year's summer was a little bit strange. We had a lot less time together. Um, but we really we really treated it the same way. We just hit the ground running and take it day by day, and we wanted to make ourselves the best we could be so that we were in the best position going into the season.
0: You're from Wisconsin, right? You're from the state yes, of Wisconsin. I am. And, of course, third year with O'Gorman. They've had Renee Cookta as a head coach, uh, Julie Colbeck was there at O'Gorman with a coach, she won a title. Uh, how did uh, Emily Burns get to be the head coach and get uh, the path to O'Gorman?
3: Well, I moved to South Dakota to be a graduate assistant at Augustana. Um, so I've been out here now for almost five years. Um, so I was there for a couple of years. I'm full-time with Kairos, the volleyball club in town. Um, and then the job became available, so decided to give it a shot.
0: When did you decide that you wanted to be a volleyball coach?
3: I have known for a long time. I played all through college, um, and I just I love the game, and I love the youth side of it and the developmental side of it. So I've been coaching clubs since I was playing in college um, and then just wanted to continue on past college.
0: There had to be a coach that you had or followed that inspired you. Who was that coach, or maybe, maybe there was more than one?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think uh, a big one for me is just my college coach, uh, Jane Becker. She was a, a big, a big inspiration in that regard, and just uh, coached with a kind of a different passion than I'd seen before. Uh, was a very relatable and kind of down-to-earth coach who was also just very competitive and very passionate about the game itself. Well. So I think that was that was probably the biggest one for me.
0: And what college was that?
3: at Augsburg in
0: Minneapolis. Oh, sure, sure. Augsburg, uh, I think is is that the MIAC conference, the M I A C? Yep. Uh, um, so it's one of those where did you grow up being athletic? Did you grow up being a family uh, that was always in sports?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I was in gymnastics for a long time. My sister played soccer, obviously played volleyball for a long time. My parents were super active. So yeah, we were definitely an active family. <laughs>
0: When did you know that only Washington in 1991 went undefeated? Did you know, when did you know that, you know, no other team had done it since 1991?
3: I honestly didn't know that until right before the state tournament.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Was, was there a lot of talk about the undefeated season? I mean, there's gotta be talk amongst the team that, Hey, we're undefeated. Uh, Did you not dwell on it or was it something that you wanted to accomplish?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think there was a lot more talk of it outside of the team than there was within the team. Obviously, it's it's a cool thing that people were watching, and we had a target on our back because of it. Um, so obviously, we got a lot of questions about it from outside. Um, but from within the team, obviously, we mentioned it. We think it's cool. We obviously wanted to wanted to be able to finish out that way, especially once we got to the end of regular season. And the only way to get to the championship was to finish a perfect season. Um, but it it was not really... Not really our focus. We we focused on what we needed to do, and we needed to take one match at a time and face the match in front of us and the point in front of us, and we did a really good job of focusing on that all year.
0: Did you talk to anybody about how to handle going undefeated uh, late in the season? Did you talk to any coaches about it?
3: No, not really. Um, I mean, obviously our coaching staff kind of bounced around a lot of things that we, we just wanted to make sure that we were keeping our girls focused on the right things, and we, we know it can be kind of an overwhelming thing to think about, and it's really exciting, and it's easy to get caught up in kind of the, the finish line of it, um, but we just wanted to make sure that we were keeping everyone's focus dialed <laughs> on what we needed to do in the moment.
0: I always hear coaches, no matter what the sport is, you just name any sport, sometimes even fans will say, oh, it's always good to lose one, so then, then there's no talk about going undefeated. Uh, most coaches say that's crazy talk. Are, do you agree with that?
3: Yeah, I think it's pretty crazy. I think it's <laughs> I think it's great if you can go undefeated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no pressure. You didn't feel the, that uh, your team felt any pressure. I mean, late in the season, you know, you went you went five sets twice, four sets once, and you know that was the last couple of weeks of the season.
3: Yeah, I mean, that was honestly one of the better things that could have happened to us. I think it was. It was great. I mean, we, we had teams that were, were getting better all year, and we were happy to face a challenge. And it was, it was good for us to see some of that adversity that we knew we were going to get in the state tournament. And we, we knew everyone was giving us their best game all the time. So it was good for us to figure out how to rise to that, um, especially late in the season like that.
0: Two years ago, you placed fourth. Here it's your first season as the head coach at O'Gorman. You placed fourth. What was that state tournament like for you personally as a brand-new coach for O'Gorman?
3: Yeah, obviously there was just a lot of learning curves and it was a lot different feeling than something like this year because we just had, my whole staff was um, new that first season. So it was all of our first time around and there's a lot of just learning as we went, as far as like processes and just what it was going to feel like, how the girls were going to react all of that kind of stuff. Um, And so obviously going into a third year um, with a lot of the same staff and with a lot of girls returning, um, the feeling was just a little bit different and a little bit more, more calm and collected as a mm. whole. Um, so it's a, it's a different change, but, um, I mean, all three years have been, have been really fun in their own way.
0: Emily Burns joins us here on Ian Play. I'm Craig Maddock. She is a, a state champion. She coached the O'Gorman Lady Knights to a 26 and a zero perfect record as they defeated Huron in the state title game this year. We'll talk about that title game in a moment. Um, a year ago you lose to Watertown. How many of those same players played for your team this year? You didn't have a lot of turnover.
3: Yeah, we had a we had a lot of kids coming back. Um we we lost a couple people last year, um, but we had a lot of returners. But um we also had a lot of faces on the court that hadn't seen any varsity time. So it was an interesting mix for us. Um we had seven seniors this year, um, but not all of them had had seen playing time before so that was a unique mix of some like senior leadership and some experience um but also some senior leadership that was also getting their state jitters out at the state tournament because it was their first tournament they'd played in so Mm -hmm. it was a it was a unique mix but it was it was a fun group to see kind of figure it out together um and some of those kids who were on the court last year kind of taking control and stepping up and helping those kids kind of get their feet underneath them and They did a great job working together to do that.
0: You know, rotations always change from year to year, but did your style of play, what was the biggest difference in your style of play this year compared to last year when you were a runner-up?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest change for us this year was just kind of changing our whole system um, from running a 6-2 with both Bergen and Reagan setting last year and hitting. um, to this year, Bergen pretty much hitting full-time. Um, so that was that was a big change for our offense and it got our middles going a little bit more um, and gave us some more options um, so that was a that was a unique change um, and it also changed our our passing lineup changed a ton um, we had some a lot of fresh faces in the backcourt and got burning in our service rotation so uh, both of those things were a big change for us and I think I think our ball control was was a huge contributing factor to the difference
0: in last year to this year you you had four starters on the court who have already committed to college to play college volleyball four of your six starters have already committed to college including uh reagan riley going to ndsu and of course her younger sister bergen is a sophomore when did you know the riley's were something special did you know that the first year you were at a gorman a couple years ago
3: yeah, I've actually known them for a couple of years prior um, to even getting the job at O'Gorman Gorman, just through the club side of things. Um, so I've known their family, I've known them for a long time. So um, obviously watching them kind of grow into that, and obviously Bergen, I Bergen, I've been coaching since she was 12 or 13. <laughs> um, so it's cool to kind of watch her grow into that mm. um, and kind of just find find another level of volleyball. And it was it was fun to be able to to be there as she kind of got into high school scene.
0: Talking about club volleyball, I know the, the season just got done and then the next day is club tryouts. You know, it, it might be a little different in some of the teams that are not real close to Sioux Falls, but what about what is club volleyball like here in Sioux Falls and for the surrounding area and what it's like for those girls to get a chance to make that game better?
3: Yeah, the game is growing a ton here, which is awesome to see. Um, even just in my time that I've been in Sioux Falls, um, it's grown a ton. Um, so it's, it's exciting and it's a great chance for kids to be able to play year round that they just never had in the past. Um, and that's a pretty recent, pretty recent growth. Um, so that's fun for, for them. It's good for coaches to get that experience and be able to coach year round. Um, I think it's a, it's a great opportunity. Um, it's also just, it's, it's a whole different mindset when you're in the state championship and you know, you got to wake up the next morning and go (laughs) do it all over again. And how many um, and times?
0: Make a team, so. and, and how many times you played this year against another team, like a Roosevelt or maybe a Washington, and you you had those girls on your club team?
3: Yeah, <laughs> it definitely makes it really fun. Um, we know a lot of faces on the other side of the net, both us as coaches and our players, because they either played with them or played against them for a long time. Um, so it, it makes it a little more personal, which is fun. It's exciting to be able to kind of like see what they do differently, do the same um, that they do during club versus high school. Um, you kind of know some of their tendencies before season even starts, things like that. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just fun to see some familiar faces and get to compete against people that uh, you're, you're close to off the court.
0: Emily Burns joins us, head coach of O'Gorman. The Lady Knights go undefeated, win the state title, joins us on in play. Here's a weird stat. This doesn't happen very often. You played the champions of Class B and the champions of Class A during the regular season you played northwestern and you and you played Sioux Falls Christian. What was that like this year playing against a couple of teams that also won titles?
3: Yeah, it was definitely a unique year in that we We play Sioux Falls Christian a lot um but there's not a lot of times that we we get to play Class B schools um and so that was uh that was new for us this year. It was close um, too it was, it was close yeah. Yeah, and it's exciting. It's a, it's a good opportunity for us because every class kind of plays a little bit different, a different style of volleyball a little bit. Um, and they have different things that they do, different systems that they run. Um, so it's good to see how we match up to the best in each class. And it's, it's fun to be able to compete with some faces that we, we don't get to see it. We don't know a lot about.
0: You're glad Northwestern and Sioux Falls Christian are not in double-A, aren't you? You got to be a little happy.
2: <laughs>
0: They're good. They're good.
3: They are. They are.
0: All right. couple of quick questions about the state tournament. You're the number one seed and you're taking on Harrisburg, the number eight seed. They took you to the fifth set. What was going through your mind? What was Harrisburg doing that day that made it go five sets?
3: Yeah. I mean, all of our, our staff talked about it prior to the state tournament. We knew that was going to be our matchup and, they were our, our last regular season game as well, um, and they they kind of pushed us a little bit and gave us a little bit of a run um, in that match as well. So we we kind of knew that we were we were in for a ride, and we needed to be able to step up and play the first game. and And they they proved us right. They came out and battled, and we were we were glad to see that we could step up to a challenge on the first day of state. It's it's easy as a one seed coming in thinking that you can just win that one versus eight game um but at the end of the day everyone's fighting to stay alive and and we gotta expect every team to come in battling and i think we we did a good job of managing the the ups and downs of that and they're a they're a scrappy team and they just they do some things a little bit differently that we are not used to seeing they have a little bit higher tempo um so our block struggles a little bit um but i think we did we did a really good job that second time playing them at state um, of adjusting to some of those things that we we were frustrated with during that regular season game against them. So I was, I was very proud of how we stepped up to that, even though it, even though it went to five and it was close, I think we, we did some things really well that really helped us uh, propel ourselves forward in that tournament.
2: Well,
0: the next night in the semis may have been your, your best night of the season, at least in my opinion, Washington tried everything they could. Uh, and you were there to uh, stop everything. Uh, and you, you took out Washington to go to the finals. Did, uh, no matter what Washington did, you guys covered. Uh, I don't think they had any aces or many many aces at all that evening.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think we, it's, it's tough to beat a team three times and that's, it's, it's hard. And that's kind of the challenge of, of some of these double-A matchups is that if you, you see them in the state tournament, which sometimes is, sometimes it is your third time playing them and it has its advantages, but also it's disadvantages. We obviously got to see a lot of Washington's tendencies and, uh, made some adjustments based on the last couple times we played them, um, and what we had seen from them in the in the first round of state, um, and I think those really paid off. And we just we came in ready to battle. And I would definitely agree with you. I think that's the that's the best volleyball we played all year. So it was really exciting to watch us kind of just chip away at that and and play confident and know know what we knew about them and use it to our advantage, but also just be able to play our game and prove that we we wanted to be there and we deserve to be there.
0: And then in the championship game, something that I never ever had seen before. You're up two sets to none, you're you're rolling. And then Huron on wins the third set, and it could have been an easy downer for your te- for your team. Um but I have n- they were more excited and excited <laughs> that they had lost that set and it was almost like they had to motivate themselves. What was it like in that huddle after the loss of set number 3? Yeah, it was kind of
2: a,
3: it was kind of a crazy mindset. Um Obviously, like you said, you don't see that a lot, um, but I think that that's also a credit to the type of kids we have and the type of kids that were on the court. and They they just love to battle, and they, they were excited for some more time together and more volleyball together, and they they were still confident in their abilities, um, and we're excited to just get out there and go for it again. So obviously there were some things that we, we wish had gone our way in that third set, um, but at the end of the day, we – we couldn't ask for more from a turnaround because they really did come out even more fired up in the fourth set, which is, which is really all you can ask for.
0: And of course, uh, the Lady Knights won it in four to uh, win the state championship, the seventh for the school, the first time since 2014, but undefeated for Emily Burns and the O'Gorman Lady Knights. What are you going to be most proud of, of this past season, whether it was on the court or off the court?
3: Yeah, I think definitely the thing that I'm most proud of is just these girls as individuals. I think that's, that's some of the best part of, of coaching this age and coaching high school sports is, is just watching them grow and develop and mature into, into great people, not only great volleyball players, but just how they mature through playing the game and through interacting with each other. And, um and that's, that's honestly the most rewarding part is that we get to watch them through some struggles and through some challenges and, um, see how they handle it and see how they grow from it and, and watching them walk away better people. I think that's that's definitely the most rewarding
0: part. Emily, one last question for you. The most surprising phone call you received or a text from someone to congratulate you and the Lady Knights on winning the championship?
3: <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard question. <laughs> I don't know if I have a lot of surprises, but our all of our phones were definitely... Uh, going a little crazy after that game with a lot of excitement. So it's, it's awesome to have that support and have a lot of people reaching out and encouraging us.
0: If you like what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us gain new listeners. This has been In Play with me, Craig Madden. This is a production of South Dakota Public Broadcasting.